following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. What's up, Michigan? We are back live, hour number three on a beautiful Wednesday. Man, sunshine, and even though temperature is in the high 30s, low 40s, still feeling good. In a few moments, Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman at Michigan, co-host with Chris Ballas on the Michigan Football Podcast at TheWolverine.com. He'll join us. We'll talk about... Michigan having 18 players invited to the NFL Combine in a couple of weeks down in Indy. The most ever eclipse of 16 that LSU had invited. How many of those guys will be great NFL players and who will have the best NFL career? Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com last hour said he thought Zach Zenner will ask him that question. Kyle Austin, MLive.com, Michigan State and Big Ten Hoops Insider on the Spartans Road Game at Penn State. And another edition of Moving Ferris Forward, where we talk to the leaders at Ferris State University in Big Rapids on how they're moving Ferris forward. If you want to join in, we have the Flying Ace Whiskey. Huge question of the day. Now that the NFL season is complete, what's your go-to sports on TV right now. I watched the Wings in Michigan last night, right? I made an appointment to watch the Wings because they're playing good hockey. I always DVR the games in case there's a story and something you need to talk about. Speaking of stories, uh, at the end of the Kansas City Chiefs parade uh, multiple injuries in a shooting at the end of the parade. I'm reading the story from CBS Sports. A celebration of the Chiefs' third Super Bowl title in five seasons turns tragic after shooting at the parade. Multiple people were shot. I saw Mahomes with the tweet, praying for Kansas City. Story from Brian Diardo. The scene in Kansas City turned from celebratory to concerning on Wednesday as local police say shots were fired west of Union Station near the garage. Multiple people were struck, and Kansas City PD said they have taken two armed individuals into custody for more investigation. Officers worked to clear Union Station itself and have since released everyone from inside the station. Police have asked anyone nearby to leave the area as quickly as safely and as safely as possible to facilitate treatment of the shooting victims. Man. Great day. Temperature uh, near 60 degrees. Mm. 
I know somebody is going to say gun violence, but why don't we look at the mental health issue in this country? I'm serious, man. We need more psychiatric units. People need more access to mental health treatment. They do. And I'm not going to get into the politics of it, but, you know, we have a right to bear arms in this country. We just have to, we, we need more, more mental health facilities and treatment in America. Our kids, and they need therapists in schools. Well, we'll, we'll pay for multi-million dollar stadiums. You need more therapists and help in schools. Just a sad part of America today that the Chiefs are celebrating 60-degree weather in Kansas City. It's crazy. I think Doug Skeen is standing by, co-host Michigan Football Podcast at TheWolverine.com. He joins us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. And uh, Doug, Sharon Moore putting his staff together, adding some NFL flavor, which I, I think is appealing uh, to college athletes in terms of chasing that NFL dream. What are your early thoughts right now on Sharon Moore and what he's done? Well, I think, I think considering the departures that I – I sort of expected to go with Jim to the to the Chargers. I think Sharon has been pretty measured, pretty been been very very considerate of who's going to just jump in. And, and obviously, as we can see in the defensive coordinator position, he just didn't you know move the next guy up. And it's not an easy decision to make because you got guys in that on that staff that have been around this defense for a couple of years, like Clink who probably felt like they were ready to take the next step, but Sharon had to make the tough decision to bring a guy back down from the NFL that was part of the architect of this defense with the Ravens, and now he's the D coordinator at Michigan. It's a, it's a difficult juggling match with the competitiveness of these coaches and their, their desire to ascend up the coaching ranks. So I think he's done a nice job, Bill. I really do, again, considering what he lost uh, from you know his staff with Jim out to the Chargers, it's a tough spot putting that together. And the biggest concern is, do you lose the culture? Do you lose too much of the flavor that was in there that provided all the success? And is too much? Where's too much change? Where it doesn't look and feel the same for these returning players? That's the big question heading into spring and then obviously into the fall. Yeah, because you get through the semester and that will be spring football, which will have the spring game on April twentieth, and then. Who hits the portal? Who looks at this team after the spring game and they say, you know what, this might be a tough year because our next conversation piece will be 18 guys from that national championship team. A record have been invited to the NFL Combine here in two weeks. Most ever. Eclipses the 16 from LSU. You know, people thinking that Moore's just going to step in with no quarterback, no head coach who's been there. Uh, what you lose on that offensive line, I get the twos are pretty strong at Michigan, but anybody thinking this is going to be another run at a national championship, maybe Big Ten, but now that's expanded with the addition of the four West Coast schools. I've been saying all along, even before Harbaugh left, when they won the national title, I think it was that week after that, that I thought if this team could find their way to 9-3 and three this year, it would be one heck of a season. That was before Harbaugh Went to LA. I I agree with you there on that one, Bill. I, 
you just look at the offensive line and, and, you know, I keep saying this and anybody that knows the game well, and if understands uh, replacing almost your entire offensive line. And we do have some guys coming back. We'll have hitting the tackle and we'll have uh, Al Hadi playing in the guard there. And Crippen's played a little bit of center, but by and large, you're going to have an entirely new offensive line with a new quarterback behind center who's the, you know, new to the starting role. If it's orgy or, Somebody else off the portal. God knows who that could possibly be, but let's just say it's Orgy. It's still a, it's a, still a new position as a starter, and Corum is gone. And now you're talking about Edwards stepping up, and all the other guys and the unknowns. And so there's just so many new things out there, and without all that game experience. And then the other thing, Bill, that's huge is it's always tough for a group of guys to follow a strong group of leaders. And I'm not saying these guys can't do it because the blueprint is there and they know what it looks like because they lived it and they experienced it. But now you just never know how the new folks are going to handle those leadership roles because when it's new, sometimes you trip a few times and you fall down before you get up and learn how to win again. And I think your 9-3 you know, prediction there or idea, even with Jim Harbaugh staying, was real. I kind of feel the same way. And so now you change the staff around, and the dangerous thing was always what you mentioned earlier. The transfer portal and that temptation for all these guys come out of, coming out of spring, if they don't like the new feel of the coaching staff or they don't like the way the new guy yelled at me, it's not the same as the old guy. The danger is anybody can just hit that button on their computer and they put their name in the portal and they're gone. And There's nothing that Coach Moore can do to stop it. That's the part that every coach in America is having to deal with. And, oh, by the way, I believe why you're seeing a lot of coaches just hit the transfer portal button themselves and try to get to the NFL. Like I keep saying, Bill, it's just more certain and regulated at the NFL level than it is in college. And it's tough and you have to worry about what your roster is going to look like. Not every year now, but six months from now, it could be totally different. Doug Skeen, former Michigan offensive lineman, five-time Big Ten champion, late 80s, early 90s, co-host on the Michigan Football Podcast with Chris Ballas. You can hear it at thewolverine.com joining us. Yeah, and you're going to get a team and players that when Harbaugh left, you're like, all right, you know, the strength coach will be here. D-line coach could be here. You thought Minner would go, but now more guys have gone. I'm talking coaches. You're going to get new guys, and you're going to get some of those top-shelf Michigan players that when the spring game is over, from the practices and the workouts, not the spring game itself, but they're going to look and say, do we have enough to contend for a title? Because they don't want to hang around and be a part of a 7-5, and 8-4 and four team. They want, to, they want to maximize the rest of their college experience. I think it's going to be tough not to have some big-name Michigan players, even with the new collective, the new agreements, Learfield, what they're putting together in Ann Arbor. These guys are going to go want, if they're going to stay in college, which they are, they're going to go want to play for a winner and get paid for it. Yeah, and then the question, second one, you just mentioned the collectives and the pooling of money. I still don't think Michigan's going to play at the level that the schools in the South are playing around with. And we've heard the, the rumors and you hear the chatter about what it is. And if you know anybody in the, in the sports agent world or how that, that world actually operates, the average price of, of payments is, uh, from what I understand, about three times in the South as to what it is here in the Midwest. 
And so the incentives to take a hard look at somebody that happens to call mom and dad or my Uncle Joe and say, hey, we got a package down here in the SEC to pay you to come down and maybe win here uh, and pay you four, five, six times what you're making in Michigan, uh, it just makes it really, really tough, Bill. I'm not saying that's going to happen. It could happen. But these are the dangers and the concerns that keeps every college coach awake at night wondering when the next superstar that he's got in the works developing is just going to hit that transfer button. I, I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> you and I have talked about it many, many times. I think this, this, this issue has to be addressed somehow in college football with this portal thing. I don't think it's healthy for the long term of the sport itself, but that's a different discussion. But this is a reality for Coach Moore and his new staff. So everybody's settling in. So it's Coach Moore's job now at the end of spring football to make sure everybody takes a, a collective breath and if spring football didn't go the way you think it did or you got some dark thoughts about how we're not going to be as good as last year, it's Coach Moore's job to keep this roster intact and keep the ball rolling in the direction that it was before in spite of the fact that, yeah, the chances are we're not going to run the table next year and win the national championship because you got so many new faces. But you do have the expanded college football playoffs, so a 9-3 and three could get you uh, one of those at-large spots uh, in the expanded college football playoff. Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion at Michigan offensive lineman, late 80s, early 90s, joining us. Before we're done, I want to get your thoughts on the 18 guys who have been invited to the NFL Combine here in two weeks. J.J. McCarthy, Blake Corum, Cornelius Johnson, Roman Wilson, A.J. Barner, Carson Barnhart, Ladarius Henderson, Trent A. Jones, Trevor Keegan, Drake Nugent, Zach Zinner, Jalen Harrell, Braden McGregor, Chris Jenkins, Michael Barrett, Junior Colson, Mike Samristill, and Josh Wallace. Who has who has the best NFL career, your projection from that group of 18? Because I'll say this, Doug, as I read it off to you, and I read it yesterday, when you, when you sit back and get away from the celebratory period of Michigan undefeated national champions, for any college or pro or high school football team, to lose 18 guys like that, how do you come back and stay above 500? That's wrong. Well, yeah, that's a heck of a question. That's a daunting challenge, even if Jim Harbaugh were still the head coach and Butch Moore was still the OC uh, staff intact. That alone is a big challenge. Change, change two-thirds of your staff or, you know, or more and key players leave, your strength coach leaves. That's a big mountain to climb, Bill. I, I don't know how you do. I don't know how you keep keep the expectations the same. There's going to be some bumps ahead for Michigan in 2024, and I think that's probably, uh, in my mind, certainly expected, and I think it's okay. Uh, we still have six months to celebrate the greatest team that ever played in Ann Arbor, which will be fun to do, and we can have some fun with our friends uh, as we celebrate here until fall. But back to your question about of the 18 guys, first of all, 18 guys is unheard of. And just obviously the top of the mountain of what Coach Harbaugh did in Ann Arbor and his time and just the long list of guys he's pumped into the NFL that are still playing. Uh, who's going to have the best NFL career? By what measure? How long they last in the NFL? Who's going to make the most Pro Bowls? You can look at it those different ways. A couple names that stand out to me. I think Junior Colson is a stud. That guy looks like an NFL linebacker. Uh, I'll be interested to see how he plays at that level in coverage situations because he's kind of a bigger dude. Um, 
but obviously a, a couple offensive linemen. I'm interested in in, uh, in Keegan seeing how he translates. Obviously, Zinter coming off the broken leg. I think there's a couple offensive linemen in there. They can play in the league a long time. I like both of those guys. And so, uh, and, and again, the curiosity factor about Blake Corum and the guy, how does he fit into an NFL program? So, I don't know, but the first name that came to mind as you listed them off, I, I, I think Junior Colson is going to be a standout NFL football player. What about J.J. McCarthy? From watching him his entire career, talking about him with Ballas on the Wolverine.com Michigan football podcast. You know, it seems every other week with mock drafts, one week, oh, he's going to be the sleeper of all QBs. <laughs> Another draft, not quite sure. Uh, he's ready for the NFL. Uh, again, I think teams throw out this stuff to throw everybody off. Your thoughts, plain and simple, pure football. How good do you think J.J. McCarthy will be in the NFL? I, I, you know, it's, it's, a great, it's a great debate in my head, Bill. Quite honestly, the Alabama game and the Washington game, there were spurts of unbelievable throws. Going back to the Ohio State game, the, the touchdown pass to Roman Wilson where he threaded three guys. Some of the throws this kid has made just absolutely drop my jaw, and I go, how in the world did he make that throw? Those are the kind of throws that I think many make any NFL scout do the same thing. Like, wow, this kid's got a special eye and an ability to deliver a football. But there are other stretches of games where it's like, whoa, that was high and behind him. In the NFL, that's an interception. Or that was down low, or that was in the wrong position where you get somebody killed. And that's where I probably get a little overcritical and think uh, that's not going to translate, therefore it's not going to work. I think the NFL development path for a guy like J.J. is he needs to get into the NFL and not be named the starter right away. He needs a Jordan Love kind of experience, and I think he'll do really, really well if he can get with an organization and have that time to adjust to the speed and the accuracy requirements that placing the football demands in the NFL because, again, if you throw a ball behind a guy in the NFL, it's an interception. That's just how good defensive backs are there. So if he can find a place in the NFL that understands this guy needs to polish his game up because he's got the skills to do it, then I think he can have a great career. But I don't, I don't like the idea of him being shoved, uh, shoved out there too soon to be the guy. I'm curious with Harbaugh's love for this team, I, I think natural, true coach-to-player love when he gets the opportunity, how many from that 18, if available, when the Chargers are picking, will he draft? I think it just depends on needs and where they're at, but it wouldn't surprise me if Harbaugh tried to grab a couple of those guys, minimum. I think he, I think he absolutely would. I also think he'll be absolutely cold and calculated if, if as much as he loves these guys and he would take them. If there were a better player that he thought could get into right. the Super Bowl faster, he's going to take him and not think twice about it because that's what you have to do in the NFL. But if 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 he had two equal guys, if you look at the talent grades and you say, all right, I got my I got one of my former Michigan guys and I got a guy from another school and I think they're about equal, that'll be a no brainer. He'll take the Michigan guy easily. Doug Skeen, five time Big Ten champion, offensive lineman, late eighties, early nineties at Michigan. You can hear him with Chris Ballas. You're around on the Michigan Football Podcast and the Wolverine.com. Good stuff, Doug. Looking forward to our Tullymore Golf Resort Spring Football Summit coming up in May. Can't wait. Thanks, Bill. All right, Doug Skeen checking in on the Roast Humber Coffee guest line. Kyle Austin, MLive.com, Michigan State.
Big Ten Hoops Insider. What about the Spartans? At Penn State tonight, and then at Michigan, two big games for Izzo and the boys. Also from the Big Ten, Ohio State basketball. They have fired Chris Holtman, Buckeyes hoops coach, dismissed or dismissed in the middle of his seventh season after going 137 and 86, but never made the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. But Juwan Howard's getting uh, votes of support publicly from. Ward, I hate Harbaugh Manual. Unbelievable. So Holtman is out at Ohio State. We'll talk some hoops about Holtman getting fired, about Penn State, Michigan State. What about Michigan hosting Michigan State this weekend? Kyle Austin from MLive.com. Spartan, Big Ten, Hoops Insider. He'll check in next. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. It's time to go on the court with Anthony Bellino. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the National Basketball Association. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and be sure to use the promo code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's promo code HUGE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The Michigan Wolverines were on the road last night in Champaign to take on the 14th ranked Illinois fighting Illini and things did not go well. Down 47 to 29 at the half and losing by 29 points, 97 to 68, Michigan failed once again to win on the road. In fact, the last road win for the Maize and Blue was against Iowa back on December 10th. 10th, yes, over two months ago. Without point guard Doug McDaniel, they just can't generate enough offense to make up for a defense that cannot come up with stops. A once Michigan commit, Terrence Shannon Jr. finished with a game-high 31 on 11 of 15 shooting from the field. The Wolverines fall to 8-17 on the year. 3-11 in conference play, which is last place, and it doesn't get easier. Within state rival Michigan State, coming to Chrysler Center on Saturday night at 8 p.m. on Fox. Bill Simonson here for Flying Ace Craft Spirits. You can chart your own course with small batch American-made whiskeys. And also, they're connected to Folds of Honor here in Michigan, providing four scholarships this year through Flying Ace Craft Spirits to the children of men and women injured or killed in combat. Look for Flying Ace Craft Spirits and that small batch American-made whiskeys in different flavors at local stores or ask for it at your local pub, bar, or restaurant. Fly and Ace exist at the intersection of independence and precision. They distill fine spirits for Mavericks, the adventurous, the cunning, and the bold. You can find out more and also order online if you're 21 and up at flyingaspirits.com or look for it in stores all across Michigan or at your local bar, pub, or restaurant. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. The food district is now open. There's something for everyone. From Bubba Coo's Burritos to Bonanno's New York Pizza Kitchen to Guy Fieri's Chicken and Ike's Lovin' Sandwiches. Savor every delicious flavor at the all-new Food District. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Kyle Austin, MLive.com, MSU Insider, follows the Big Ten. Michigan State, two big road games at Penn State at Michigan. I think that will set up a possible another March run for Izzo. Kyle, in a moment. We do want to congratulate Glenn Davis out of Grand Rapids. Glenn had his name drawn. He is the winner of the Valentine's Day package from Urban U Med Spas. They have four locations in Michigan, one in Northville, three in Grand Rapids. If you're looking for a last-minute Valentine's Day gift idea, go to theurbanu.com. But Glenn Davis won a couple's package for two, valued at $1,600. Thanks to all who entered. We'll talk some Michigan State hoops. Kyle Austin, MLive.com, Spartan, Big Ten Insider. He's standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. How you doing, my man? Doing good, Bill. All right, uh, this Michigan State team, uh, the game against Illinois, they look like a team that could make the Final Eight, even push for the Final Four. We see them at Minnesota. They can't throw it in the ocean uh, in the second half. Your thoughts on what I think are two big road games at Penn State tonight and also at Michigan? Well, yeah, we're going to find out if this team can finally show some consistency because, to me, that's been the biggest thing they're lacking. Um, you know, when they're good, they can look, like you said, like a borderline Final Four team, certainly a team that's capable of a tournament run. Um, but they just haven't been able to play like that for more than a couple games at a time. You know, they will um, they win a few, they look good, and then they lose a game like at Minnesota that they need to win. Um, and they've been doing that really all season. So two straight road games, this team is one and five on the road, has really struggled. Um, but if they can if they can take their business these next two, um, I think they can feel pretty good about their direction. But, you know, they beat both these teams handily at home, but – Penn State now has won three or four. They're playing a lot better basketball. And Michigan, as you know, uh, has a vastly different roster at home compared to on the road. So um, that'll be, I think both these games will be tougher on the road than they were at home for Michigan State. You know, a common theme on this team from the start of the season, Kyle, has been up and down, up and down. Not that consistency that you alluded to in your opening commentary. Why why so many ups and downs uh, for Izzo, and especially at times his returning veterans? You know, I, I just don't think, um, you know, I, I don't think it's all on one person, but I think you can point to some of the key veterans on this team and um, just think that they haven't really brought the same um, level of play every night. Um, probably start with A.J. Hogarth there. I think he was the number one reason that they uh, looked so good against um, Illinois. Just looked totally locked in, engaged, um, energetic uh, right from the start. And, I mean, that led them to – one of their best wins of the year, um, not just his scoring, but his defense, how he moved the ball. Um, Malik Hall, I think, has started to turn around, but he's always been kind of a hot and cold guy. Um, so it, to me, it's it's really those two. Tyson Walker brings it pretty much every night, but he's battling an injury, so I think he's going to need some people to, to pick him up. But um, I, I think they're going to need A.J. Hogard more than anyone to, to really – show up and um, and lead this team um, the rest of the year. I mean, I, I'm sure you, you saw his moment with Tom Izzo there um, after the technical. He's kind of taking charge of the team, saying, Stan, I got this. 
um, kind of pushing Tommy Joe back to the bench on Saturday during Saturday's game against Illinois. Um, th- that's what Michigan State needs out of him, a leader on the floor, a guy who's going to make Michigan State a player, player-led team. And if he can keep doing that, which is a big if, um, I think they can finally find that consistency they've been looking for. Kyle Austin, MLive.com, MSU, Big Ten, Hoops Insider, joining us on the Roast Over Coffee guest line. To me, I get the veterans, and when they get over 60 combined like they did against Illinois, I, I think MSU and Izzo can beat anybody in the country. What I, what I believe has caused a lot of the inconsistency is that the newcomers and guys getting more minutes who are returning, nobody has stepped up and been a consistent scorer for this team, or at least a different guy popping up every game and giving them that 10 to 15. Yeah, I mean, we thought that going into the season, and part of the reason they were ranked number four is we thought you'd take this kind of core and add a talented veteran class, or talented freshman class, that is, you know, a top five freshman class, um, and you kind of mix those together, and that would be you'd have your veterans and you'd have your talented young guys. Um, but Michigan State just hasn't been able to get very much out of its young guys for a variety of reasons. Obviously, you start with Jeremy Fears uh, not playing because of the shooting. Um, but Xavier Booker um, just hasn't been what they thought he would be. He just hasn't been ready for Big Ten basketball. Um, and then Cohen Carr um, getting in there in moments, but his lack of shooting really hurts them um, when they're out there. Um, so he, they're all pretty limited in what they can do. So it's led to them relying very, very heavily on, on four guys, but three guys especially, I think. Um, and um, I think I don't think that's what I expected out of the team. I thought they'd have more depth and they'd have more options if um, one guy's not playing well, one guy's not shooting well. Trey Holland's really the only guy I think that's kind of raised his game to be that secondary scorer type. Um, but they really rely very heavily on three guys, and that I think that can lead to some of the inconsistency that we've talked about. Kyle Austin, MLive.com, MSU, Big Ten, Basketball Insider, joining us here on the huge show across Michigan. Let's finish up, talk about the Big Ten. Come Selection Sunday, how many teams from the conference will be a part of the NCAA tournament? You know, it seems like six is the number I'm seeing by most uh, bracketologists. Um, it's just it's just not as good of a conference at the top end this year. You know, they've been in eight or nine um, in some recent years. But um, it's... It's not as good at the top, but it seems better at the bottom. It seems like you have more of these games where the 13th or 14th ranked team um, is knocking off one of the top teams. You know, whether that's Michigan beating Wisconsin at home, um, you know, Penn State, um, you know, racked up some wins. Um, so um, it's it's been hard to be, you know, an upper level team, which Michigan State is trying to be because, um, you know, it used to be Tommy Joe says this all the time. I mean, there were three or four teams in the Big Ten that you could pretty much pencil in and win. Um, you know, going back um, decades and when he's been in there. And it really isn't the case anymore. You know, Northwestern's very good, um, and, you know, Nebraska's gotten better. Um, and these teams that used to be doormats really aren't anymore. So um, it's harder for the teams at the top, and I think that's kind of dragging everybody down a little bit. And I think it's going to end up costing them a couple couple slots. So probably looking at six and probably not quite as deep of a Big Ten field in the tournament this year. The state goes on a run here at the end to wrap up the regular season and winning tonight at Penn State and at Michigan Sunday. Road wins always look good on the resume. What's the highest seed they could get on Selection Sunday, and what would what would put them on the bubble? And you know, you sneak in and might even have to get into one of those playing games on the other side. 
Um, you know, I, it seems like the projections I've seen are probably like a five or so um, is the highest, maybe a four if they really go on a run in the Big Ten tournament. Um, and then, you know, really Michigan State, as long as they do what their projectors do and win the games that they're supposed to win, they should stay off the bubble. Um, it's, you know, if they lose, um, they're going to be favored in every game except for at Purdue. Um, so as long as they don't lose, you know, maybe two or more, um, of those other games that they're supposed to win, you know, Iowa, Ohio state, um, at Indiana, these are all teams that are struggling to, um, to a certain extent. So if, if they get upset in two or three of those, I think you're looking at a bubble situation and obviously if they lose their first big 10 tournament game, that'll, that'll hurt. But, um, I think they're in a good position. I think they've got the easier portion of their schedule in front of them. So as long as they, as long as they win the games, they're supposed to, I think they'll be in okay shape. Kyle Austin, MLive.com. You can follow Michigan State basketball in the Big Ten at MLive.com. Joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line. My man, enjoy those road games. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. Good talking to you, Bill. Kyle Austin joining us here on the Hube Show across Michigan. I do have a message from my friend Drew at Impact Power Sports. They're on 14 Mile Road in Rockford. They got all the big boy toys. How many out there listening would love to win Lomas Brown's Lions golf cart? We're giving it away this summer at a huge golf event at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. All you have to do is text IMPACT to 21000 to get into the drawing. Text IMPACT, I-M-P-A-C-T, to 21000, and you'll be in the drawing to win that custom tricked-out Lions golf cart Courtesy of Impact Power Sports, if you're looking for your own custom golf cart for the golf club, for the neighborhood, for your business, or your second home, go see Drew and his team at Impact Power Sports. They also have the e-bikes. They have lawn equipment, anything you need, all the big boy toys and big girl toys at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, West Michigan's newest Yamaha golf cart dealer, and they service the entire state. I also have a message from my good friend, Johnny Brand Sr. A reminder, all the brands, Steakhouse and Grills, have happy hours twice a day at all locations. You'll find the brands in Bay City, brands in Caledonia, brands in Wyoming at 44th and South Division, brands in Holland. For our listeners on WHTC, brands in Cascade, and Johnny Brands in Granville, and also Johnny Brands on Leonard in downtown GR. And if you can't make it out, you can always get some food on the fly. Just go to Brands.com. That is Brands.com. Now, if you've missed any of our huge opinions, interviews, hours, or full shows, our podcasts are free. And we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, Amazon, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts and catch up and listen on your schedule. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. 
Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. There's a new player in town. Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver, and I'm talking about Eagle Casino and Sports, the real money mobile casino. It's so easy to play. You can go from wager to winner to wallet, just like that. Sign up now and we'll match your deposit up to $1,500, or you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at roastumber.com. Sun, sun, sun. Fun, fun, fun. Sun, sun, sun. Let's go, gotta go, everyone. Time for fun. Sail, cruise, key, relax, everyone's making tracks. Oh, show, gotta go, everyone in the sun. Come on down, get it done, just add water for some fun. Michigan's most spectacular boat show cruises into DeVos Place. It's the Grand Rapids Boat Show, coming February 14th through 18th. Get that boat and get that deal. Check out over 400 boats. Spacious new family runabouts, ski and surf boats, fishing boats, center consoles, and deluxe pontoons. Great Lakes cruises and motor yachts to 40 feet. For a complete boat line listing and to plan your visit, go to grboatshow.com. Also, Tommy's Wake and Surf Shop. Plus, bring the family to see Twiggy, the water skiing squirrel. Register to win an HO Sports Hawaiian Island Inflatable Dock from Action Water Sports. No purchase necessary. That's only at the Grand Rapids Boat Show this Wednesday through Sunday, DeVos Place. GRBoatShow.com You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. It is time for another edition of Moving Ferris Forward. Each and every week on the HUGE show across Michigan, we talk with the leaders at Ferris State University who are moving Ferris forward. And today, Professor Greg Gogolin checks in. Ferris State's Information Security and Intelligence Program was just named the best in Michigan and one of the best in America. And Professor Gogolin joins us here on another edition of Moving Ferris Ford, welcome in, Greg. Well, thank you. All right, let's talk about this. Yeah, let's talk about this award and also this program uh, that's happening in Big Rapids at Ferris State. Sure. The Information Security and Intelligence Program, we have both a bachelor's and a master's. uh, And we've been in cybersecurity for a long time. And uh, this year we were ranked 14th in the United States by U.S. News and World Reports. And what is it like for someone listening right now who would want to look at a bachelor's or a master's in information security and intelligence at program at Ferris State? Uh, what's that journey like uh, from an educational perspective? Well, there's several different avenues. You can clearly be on campus in a face-to-face environment, or you can pursue it online or a combination. Um, so we'll have people come 
that are transferring from a community college, maybe after two years. Uh, we'll have people that start as a freshman or people that are coming back to change careers. And one thing through that uh, information and security program at Ferris, graduates often pursue careers as analysts, forensic experts, project managers, security officers, and technical managers. It's designated by the National Security Agency and the Department of Homeland Security as a center of academic excellence in cyber defense. So the Ferris State uh, University Information Security and Intelligence Program, best rated in Michigan, 14th best in America. You can go to ferris.edu to find out more. That's ferris.edu. What are some of the classes like uh, that potential students who get involved in this information security and intelligence program, uh, those classes they'll go through while obtaining a bachelor's or master's? Well, we have a kind of a core that people take in the undergrad uh, that involves um, anything from digital forensics to link and visual analysis, competitive theory, network forensics, things like that. Then students can choose a concentration uh, the concentration can be anything from artificial intelligence to data warehousing to incident response to penetration testing, any of those types of options. Uh, at the grad level, the program is actually a set of stackable certificates. So in other words, you could take three classes in, let's say, project management and get a certificate in that and three classes in digital forensics and get a certificate in that, Uh, three classes in incident response, perhaps, or uh, governance or something like that. Any three of those concentration certificates together plus the thesis then would be the the master's program. Professor Greg Goggolin joins us from Ferris State University. He's part of Ferris State's Information Security and Intelligence Program, which was just ranked the best in the state of Michigan, and 14th out of 92 nationally in its 2024 best online programs. Rankings include information technology, the category that were released this week. If you're interested, find out more at ferris.edu. That is ferris.edu. So if somebody's going to try and be a part of getting a bachelor's or master's in the information uh, security and, and intelligence program at Ferris State. Uh, how should they prepare, uh, whether it's at a community college or a high school? What are some of the classes you would recommend that potential students take or uh, that they get well-versed in? Well, you can come from a different background. Uh, it's not one specific background because the, the field is so broad. Uh, it depends on what you want to specialize in. And a lot of people don't know that until they start to enter the field a little bit. Uh, But some of the things that I ask students, number one, is they like to do puzzles. Because if you like to figure things out, that's that's a a green light. Uh, The other thing I ask them is how they deal with frustration. Because a lot of the things you run into are things that are brand new. And you've got to figure it out. And if you need someone to kind of show you everything step by step that's maybe a yellow uh, a yellow light Um, but I encourage students to prepare by taking all of the like the general ed 
type classes that are typically part of a, a college degree, so that when they come to Ferris, they're just taking the uh, security classes. And that can help reduce the cost dramatically of a degree if you do it that way. Uh, Professor Greg uh, Goggolin, he is part of Ferris State's Information Security and Intelligence Program, which was just ranked among the best in this country, uh, the best in the state of Michigan, and only 92 of these programs are nationally part of the rankings. So if you're interested in Ferris State's Information Security and Intelligence Program, go to ferris.edu. That's ferris.edu. Greg, thank you for your time here on The Huge Show Across Michigan. Thanks, Huge. Appreciate your time. Big. Bad. Huge.